Welcome to All for One, the EHS Theater Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Gorman. Please join me for another conversation with one of our program's amazing 2021 seniors. Enjoy! Good evening. Oh, hello. (laughs) Oh, hello. Welcome podcast for one my guest tonight is Alyssa Arbuckle hello hello I'm sorry if my house is a little loud I'm in the dining room (laughs) I am sorry if you can hear the bubbles in my sparkly water I'm drinking sparkling water (laughs) (laughs) I love that well Ellie really nice to hear from you so I have a couple quick questions before we get started okay have you been involved in EH Four, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, senior year. Yeah. <laughs> Actor. I have checked in more plays that I've acted in, I believe, but I've definitely done both. So a happy combo. What has been your favorite role or on stage or favorite tech position off stage? Off stage, absolutely youth outreach, uh, always and forever. And on stage, I loved being an Annie. I played Molly an Orphan. That's a good role. Good Explain what youth outreach is. Youth outreach is for our EHS theater department. We did uh, these uh, for our plays. We had matinees during the school day where we would have elementary school, elementary school kids or uh, middle school age kids come and watch our plays. And we would reach out and it was really fun. Good. Nice to work with the kids from our community and nice to see. We've heard a lot of really funny comments from the kids watching the show. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think uh, sometimes they will write us letters and send them to our program. So and those great. can be really sweet and real There's, cute as well. Remember what happens a lot of the letters we had were when Mr. and Mrs. Banks kissed, which was so funny. They were from third graders. They were so Mm-hmm. Alyssa, tell us, what are we going to talk about? What's the subject that you picked for tonight? I picked uh, sustainability and fast fashion and reuse, reduce, recycle, and all of that environmental jazz. When you say sustainability, I think sometimes people about sustainable architecture, but can you give us a generic description of what you're talking about I'm so sorry okay. it cut out. What what is sustainability? I'm so to you? sorry it cut out a bit a little bit. Sustainability to me is reusing what I already have and reducing uh, my waste that I produce, uh, like plastics and things like that, and just trying to um, get the use and get the full life out of what I already have. So I see that talk about I definitely think we can talk about food and eating more sustainable food I think we can talk about it in terms of Mm -hmm. office school kind of those types of items I think we can talk about it in terms of fashion and then I think we can also talk about it in terms of homewares those those are kind of the ones that I've seen you talk about perfect okay Okay, so let's talk yeah let's talk a little bit about food 
where do you think people could be more sustainable with their food choices? I think the biggest thing, a lot of people say it's eating less meat or it's eating less of this or that, but I honestly think the biggest thing we can do with our food is eat locally and getting food at the farmer's market rather than from Walmart where it's been shipped from Albuquerque or whatever. Um, eating food locally is such a great thing. Why is eating food locally? Like, how is that a more environmentally friendly choice? Well, um, because from further away, that's going to cause a lot more carbon emissions uh, from the travel from the trucks or the airplanes or the boats or where it's taken place. And as well as it supports the local farmers in our area and the small businesses. And I just think that's such a great thing. So part of it is that when you get food from local sources, that it doesn't create as much carbon waste or carbon footprint, just transporting it. So part of it is food transportation. And then the other part, it seems to me, is providing financial incentives for people in the area to have agricultural businesses. Is that correct? And often uh, apples at the farmer's market are going to be cheaper than apples at the grocery store. Absolutely. And you're buying them from somebody that you can look in the face. You can often, often at the farmer's market, you're seeing the people who are growing them, right? Perfect. Mm -hmm. All right. So I would say another thing that I'm noticing with sustainable food is trying to eat less or trying to eat less, trying to have less packaging where food is concerned. And I think we're having a little bit of internet issues right now. Yes, I'm it's okay. so it's sorry. So I, you know, if you keep... I couldn't quite hear the end of your sentence. I heard... Uh... I'll totally repeat it. And if you can, sometimes I found that the Wi-Fi is sketchier with these podcasts. So if you don't need to use Wi-Fi, that sometimes can help. I've put it on my demo. Let's hope that that works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what I was saying is another thing that I think can, can contribute to having more sustainable food choices is packaging. And that there's a lot Absolutely. of wasted packaging and plastics around what we buy. So can you tell us how, how do we cut down on packaging for food? Um, like uh, bananas, they already come in their own packaging, if that makes sense. The peel Absolutely. protects the fruit. Um, and so a lot of stores like to put an extra layer of plastic on to prote protect the fruit, which makes sense, but that extra layer of plastic isn't necessarily needed. Uh, same with uh, avocados or yeah. things in that Apples. Nature. Yeah, exactly. So that seems like when I'm in the fruit and produce aisle, one thing that I can do is I cannot use a plastic bag. If I take my apples or mm -hmm. I take my avocados, I can put them in a cloth bag that I've already brought. Then I reduce the level of plastic and it still keeps my food clean. And I know that's a special source of concern right now with COVID. Absolutely. Uh, one of the big things is there's so much plastic going in that can't be broken down. So something that my family likes to do is we bought these uh, reusable produce bags, I think from Safeway or whatever. 
So when we go to Chuck's or to Winco, we can put uh, the apples in our produce bags rather than having to get them off the big rolls or. That's perfect. Well, and then the other thing that I really have loved to do, but mostly just because it involves eating ice cream is reusing food containers as Tupperware. Yeah. So I have these cute little gelatos that I get and they come in a really perfect, almost mason jar size gelato. You'd be surprised at how many of these jars you could put down of ice cream. You can eat quite a bit. (laughs) Uh, But I really like to keep those around and I can keep, you know, like makeup in them, earbuds, that kind of stuff just around the house. And I'm reusing the plastic that they came in. And that's great. One of the things I did uh, before school started in my back to school prep was I took these old candles that I had bought um, and I had melted the wax out and I'm using it in my wax melter now. Um, But I have these uh, cute little candle jars that I have my highlighters and my pencils and my paintbrushes in it have a little small one for erasers. It just makes me really happy. Perfect. So let's see. Your suggestions in terms of sustainable eating are eat local, shop farmer's markets, make sure that you always have a produce bag with you, and try to reduce food packaging and food transportation. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. That sounds great. Perfect. All right. Let's talk a little bit about office and school, about how mm-hmm. do we, how are we more sustainable when we approach our schoolwork? I think um, recycling is a big thing, like uh, with tissue boxes, they have that little bit of plastic. And so you can't recycle it if the plastic's on there. So you got to take the plastic off and you can recycle the tissue box. That's a big thing. Um, We can, uh, the disposable pens that come in like a box for a hundred or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, Most of the time we can refill those with... uh, New ink or whatever. I forgot the word. I'm so sorry. They're like (laughs) cartridges, ink cartridges. Exactly. Perfect. What about, I know that we create a lot of paper use. So how can we cut down Mm -hmm. on our paper use? By going online. It's, uh, there's a, uh, for me personally, I think a learn better on paper. But if we can switch to the online, so much paper will be saved. Uh, from not having to print out every little worksheet. We've got Google Docs or things like Cami. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's really lovely. I, you know, I really feel the same about learning on paper. So what I'm trying to do is figuring out which of my paper usages I can give up and which I want to prioritize. Mm-hmm. So for me, I write notes. So I always have notepads, but the paper that can be recycled. And then my scripts, I need to have paper. But schedules I can have digital or I can put in my calendar that my classrooms are all digital. So that use of relying on the digital for the most of it and then having 10 to 20% of your work be on paper and making sure that when you're done with it, you recycle it or keep it. Yeah, I have rather than buying a schedule for every school year, I have a room and I could put on the month and uh, rather than just throwing away a big book at the end of the year, I could just erase it and use it for the next one. That's perfect. I find that because I like to write all my schoolwork and all my lesson plans in notebooks, but these are notebooks that I keep so that I can look back to years ago and think, okay, how did I handle that partner scene of passion unit? How many weeks did I give the students to rehearse? Oh, it looks like three weeks was too long. So by reusing it, I can turn my, the paper that I'm using into reference guides for my future teaching. 
Yeah, and I think that's so lovely. Perfect. And then are, are there any cute, like, office or school supply hacks that you figured out that are more? You talked a little bit about putting art supplies in candle jars. I'm sure there are so many. Yeah. Give me, uh, Mason jars. Sorry. Mason jars are wonderful Absolutely. containers for school supplies. Um, mm-hmm. I really like you know, like craft organizers. I really like to put yeah. craft organizers. But you can kind of create those out of, you know, um, old ice cube trays or things like that. Mm-hmm. My family had an old uh, silverware tray and I kind of mm-hmm. stole it and I've organized the drawer in my desk with it. Perfect. Perfect. So for school and office, what I hear you saying is that we need to recycle supplies. So either take things that were meant for other things and reuse them or just recycle Mm -hmm. or use those supplies that we've been using and make sure they end up in the recycling bin rather than the trash. You talked about using pens and pencils that can be refilled with cartridges so that we're not just wasting a pen every time the ink runs out. And then we talked yeah. a little bit about prioritizing paper use. If you're someone who's a better paper learner, how can you do that? Can you even maybe use something like a Kindle or a laptop to have that in front of you, but digital? And then putting the rest of your learning in the digital realm. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk to me about fashion. This is something that I'm really working on because I like a deal. I like, um, I love Target. And we consider that so- kind of fast fashion. Exactly. So I have a little, I have a couple tabs open on my laptop for fashion to make sure I get some of the facts of what I'm saying, right? Um, But for the dictionary definition of fast fashion is inexpensive clothing produced rapidly by mass market retailers in response to the latest of trends. So the uh, fast fashion is a lot of like clothing companies in the mall just pushing out fashion constantly, pushing out new clothes, uh, things like that. And I have this article from the New York Times. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it said more than 60% of fabric fibers are now synthetics. De- derived, I'm sorry. Uh, derived. De- derived, I'm sorry, from fossil fuels. So if when our, so if and when our clothing ends up in a landfall, about 65% of textile waste in the United States goes to landfills or is incinerated. It will not decay. Got it. So that means that the fashion we have on the earth now is going to be here forever. And if we're constantly producing new clothing and new fabric and all of this, it's going to create it and build up a lot. Absolutely. As you can imagine. Um, so a big thing that I really love to do, actually, it's so much fun is going to uh, vintage thrift stores. Yeah. 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 I just forgot the word thrift stores. There are so many cool little thrift stores in town. It's really cool. Absolutely. Um, And you can find a lot of vintage there and some really silly looking things. Yeah. But I think I've been known to wear clothing that stands out a little bit. And I really love it. Uh, I think shopping at, at thrift stores allows um, that, like, you can get bored of your uh, closet. I've definitely been bored of my closet of before. Of course. And still have that, um, 
conscious about it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, it offers you something that's inexpensive and unique. So already there, those are some great fashion picks regardless. But then also because it's Absolutely. not, this is reused clothing or secondhand clothing, it also is much more sustainable and much more environmentally conscious. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, one thing that I, my friend Katie has recommended is this clothing company called Universal Standard. And I believe 100% of their clothing is made from recycled fabric. So it's, you send in clothes, they take them apart, use that fabric to create more clothes. And if you look on their website, they have really cute, really fashionable pieces, all from recycled fabric. Yeah. And I think things like that are so great. A big portion of uh, our clothes that we already have now, if you're bored of your uh, closet, can be upcycled. And upcycled means that you can take your boring jeans that you don't like wearing and embroider them a little bit or add patches and I just think it's really cool uh before school started I had all of these old clothes I had a couple pairs of jeans that didn't quite fit they were back from uh before I grew a lot taller Mm -hmm. and I had a couple shirts that I just thought were really ugly and I tore them (laughs) apart and I made bucket hats out of them perfect and it was so much fun Perfect. I love, I love an upcycling. I would also say that one thing that my friends and I have done is when we've all ended up with a lot of fancy clothes that we don't use a ton, we've had a clothing swap where we've all brought pieces and we'll just trade pieces of clothing for pieces of clothing. And then we go home with something that we like that's different, that's new to us. And that for us might be a little fancier or might have been a little more expensive when we bought it. Mm -hmm. I... Do my church, they used to do a big clothing swap every year for families in the community that maybe they might not have been able to afford back to school clothes. But I think that just ability of reusing clothes and gifting it to someone else, I just really think it's so cool. Absolutely. Uh, And another thing like uh, with prom dresses. Yeah. There's, yeah, I believe, is it Project Cinderella that the school does? Yeah. You can Mm -hmm. take and get a new prom dress for $10. Things like that are so good for the environment because those little sparkles on the dress that make you look like a princess, it's plastic. And also, if you are somebody of my age range who maybe has some like old prom dresses, bridesmaids dresses, and you're looking to get rid of that instead of throwing that in the trash, you can upcycle it, of course. You can transition it. I mean, satin dresses make excellent pillowcases. You can quilt with Mm -hmm. those things, but also you can donate them to theater programs or Project Cinderella so that kids get use out of them. I know that we have several old wedding dresses that we've worn again and again in production, and that helps cut down on our budget, but also the amount of fast fashion that we're purchasing that only gets used for eight performances. And donations like that kind of make things easier, if that makes sense. It's less stress on you to find a cheap wedding dress (laughs) for one of your actors to wear three times. And then the last thing that I always recommend is donation to Goodwill. So I make sure that whenever I um, am going through and cleaning out my closet, which I really love to do, that the clothes that I can, so I believe they accept clean and washed clothes with no stains on them. I believe they can't be torn or battered too much. But anything that you can donate to Goodwill, you can get a tax write-off for it. Tax Mm write-off? Tax deductible? Something that I have no idea. I don't know know that works. I don't know the words, but I know how to do it. So you can get something back for taxes for that. But then also, 
somebody that, you know, Goodwill benefits our community because they work with people who are new to our country and people who have adults who have disabilities who want to find meaningful work. So that just benefits. And then also somebody will end up rocking your outfit that you're tired of. Exactly. They will end up really loving. So I think there are guidelines around like underwear and lingerie. And I think there are guidelines around swimwear. So you should check that all out. But clean secondhand clothes, Goodwill would love to have. And then donating them to young people. I've donated several of my fancier dresses to one of our alumni who's closer to my size. And that has been something, one, I'd really love to see her wear these beautiful dresses that I had of mine that I had when I was her age. But also then it's something special for her and then she can cut down on the amount that she has to spend on clothing. Absolutely. And if uh, for some reason you don't want to go to Goodwill, I know that there are thrift stores in Vancouver that are small businesses that would love them. Absolutely. I believe uh, Plato's Closet, Spanky's, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. And there are thrift shops for everyone. It sounds super weird and like super scary to be wearing someone else's clothes. But I promise you, you're finding some steals. A lot of my favorite clothes I've bought in that thrift shop. Me too. Absolutely. And I would say that was one of the things that I love to do the most when I am in other countries is to go to their flea markets and thrift shops. So I know in Scotland, Edinburgh has wild, insane vintage, like really brilliant vintage clothes shops. And I know one of my favorite flea markets is the flea market outside of Paris. And they have everything from Chanel handbags and 17th century furniture to really ugly plastic barrettes. And I really <laughs> love, one, it's just really fun to go shopping when you're traveling in other countries. But then also, yeah, it, it does cut down on the amount of fast fashion that you're purchasing in another country and transporting back. Mm-hmm. And it also uh, helps you get a little bit more of a feel, if that makes sense. Like, sorry, it... It's a better experience than just going to an H&M in Times Square yeah. or in Paris. Yeah, I mean, we can all we can do that. But my guess is those are experiences that you can also have online. And when you're in another country or in another city and you want to experience that culture, I mean, I know for me, bargaining, like negotiating prices really has helped me practice my French because I'm not perfect at numbers <laughs> in French. So having to translate like 76 to 84 to 33... That's really helped me practice my numbers in French. So I would recommend haggling over vintage French things just to get better at your number vocabulary. (laughs) All right. So here's what I've heard about making your fashion more sustainable. That one, there are just clothing companies like Universal Standards. I know that are standard. And I know H&M that do recycled fabrics. So check those out Mm -hmm. online. Two, vintage and thrift stores, including things like Goodwill, Spanky, Salvation Army. Those are great ways of accessing secondhand fashion that's inexpensive but recycled. Friend swapping or having church swaps, making sure that you're swapping around your clothes so that you're not purchasing new. And then upcycling, turning those fabulous dresses into bucket hats. (laughs) We all need another bucket hat. I have lots. I bet you have a lot. I can happy to share. Well, and I've also seen really cute stuff. You know, I'm a girl that loves a handbag. I've seen really mm-hmm. cute stuff of upcycled pieces of everything that are made into handbags. I've seen really cute, like, lacquered, like, takeout boxes that are handbags. I've seen a lot of quilted handbags. I've seen a lot of denim turned into handbags or the jeans turned into handbags. So fig- look at your items and figure out what they can be reborn as. 
Exactly. There's this pattern I wanted to try. I believe last summer I was going to make a school lunchbox out of Capri Suns. So cute. I have also heard, this is not necessarily fully upcycled, but I've also heard of people using duct tape for prom dresses. And so while (laughs) I would not advocate for buying tons of rolls of duct tape and using them, if you can think of how you can make formal wear or one-time use wear, that really helps, you know, uh, reuse the outfits you already have. Yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit about homewares. So most of us live in some kind of home situation mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that just in the day-to-day that we're reusing and recycling the things that we get. So we talked a little bit about food waste. What about things like Amazon boxes or um, broken and chipped China? What can we, do you have any ideas for things that we can do with those things? I know my dad has taken me once and it just was so cool that there's a recycling center in Vancouver that you can take those big boxes and you can give them to them and they will take care of them and things like styrofoam and that bubble wrap that is so bad for the environment. They know how to recycle it correctly. Absolutely. Well, I think that's perfect. And then what about things like, you know, so I have lots of chipped pieces of ceramics and chipped china is there anything i can donate it to goodwill but it's not perfectly rebuyable any suggestions for things Mm -hmm. like that you can make them into planters if they're still like up enough if that makes sense one thousand something that's something i really like to do with like old teacups is that i like to plant little aloes in them it just makes i just think it's really cute (laughs) that's perfect and also when you have one or two teacups, you can always donate those to Goodwill because someone will use them and buy them for planters. I think that's really cute. I know that one thing that one of my friends did for me because I needed a set of china is she went to Goodwill and just found a pattern that they had a lot of and just started collecting this pattern. So all the china, I have this matching set of beautiful china in my house. It all came from Goodwill. Every piece was bought for like 25 cents to a dollar, but it all matches. And so I really liked that rather than going to the store and buying yeah. a brand new set of china. Also, it didn't cost me a dime, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> Perfect. And then I love the use of planters. I know that you can use like cracked um, plates and cracked bowls for things underneath planters, right? Like where the water comes out, like mm-hmm. the bottom liners. You for can, drainage. For drainage, you can use broken china inside to line um, different plants. And then what are you? I feel like. What else can you do with those? Oh, we were thought I know about- that there's a word, and I'm not quite sure what the word is, but you take uh, different colors of little broken bits, and I've seen it done with plastic and with glass and things like that before, but you kind of put it all on a flat surface, and it makes a picture. Like mosaic? You kind of know mosaics yeah yeah absolutely that would be so beautiful and then I also have seen people that have used bits and pieces of ceramics to make jewelry so they've Mm -hmm. like coated that in silver or wrapped it in something and then have little bits of jewelry which I think is really beautiful yeah I definitely agree perfect I'm trying to think of anything else of housewares I mean I really like the putting plants in old pieces of houseware I think that's really smart (laughs) I would also say you can make anything into a planter and I mean anything <laughs> all right you heard it here first you can make anything into a planter um, I also <laughs> really love 
if I have something that doesn't match or uh, if I have two teacups and one of them gets broken, I use them as jewelry organizers up in my bedroom. That's so cute. Yeah. And you could use the little uh, discs, if that makes sense. Yeah, the little plates they come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the saucers or little ring holders or things like that. Perfect. I also think like that's a good start for a crafts project, right? You can decoupage them. You can shellac them. I know that I've been messing around with shellacking different surfaces (laughs) over COVID because I got crafty. (laughs) All right. Perfect. So here's what I'm hearing overall that I'm hearing for you the old adage of reduce, reuse, recycle, right? Trying to reduce the things that you can do. So we talked about reducing paper waste in terms of school or reducing food packaging in terms of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. reusing, making sure that you bring that sweater back for one more season, <laughs> making sure that you don't give up something because it's torn, that maybe you're amending it, and then recycle, making sure that the things that you can, the recyclable materials, go into the recycling rather directly into the trash. And I think something so cute, I'm going to add to the fashion a little bit. Yeah. If you get a stain on the bottom or if it tears a little bit or if it's just like the logo is cute, but the shirt itself mm-hmm. really isn't. You could tie dye it. You can take the logo off and put it on like something else. You could crop it. There's so many different options. I remember with my Mary Poppins hoodie, I just really noticed that I wasn't wearing it as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. And I tie dyed it with a darker shade of blue. And cute. I love it. Cute. I really like that. And also, you know, there I've seen people that made blankets out of sweatshirts and t-shirts which I think are really you know taking the logos from those if those are specific you know old theater shirts or old camp shirts I love that idea too Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's super duper sweet so Alyssa why is sustainability this passion right I asked you what you wanted to talk about and this was a quick pick for you you did not want to talk about other subjects you really love this why is this important to you I I took my environmental science class last year and I had lots of friends in that class and it was great. Um, but I, it was really fun. But all of my life, I've kind of been environmental. My mom was in charge of the recycling uh, contest in my elementary school and all of the kids would make these recycled projects. And I once made a jewelry box out of a pizza box. So that was huge. And you can, remi- you can imagine how like unfunctional that was. <laughs> Um, but I was seven, so I got, like, second place, you know? Good. I, I remember my brother made a clock out of old uh, computer parts. Nice. That's impressive. Ant- yeah, he won an ant farm that year. It was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but all of my life, I've just kind of been in these, in this environment where you should try to recycle if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've kind of discovered that through college, I want to study climate change and I want my job to be environmental. I think the environment is such a thing that needs to be protected. Agreed. Agreed. So for you, this is just something that you've always been like, some people are more sensitive to maybe younger people in their life. And some people are more sensitive to, you know, older people, but for you, the the environment and the climate has been what you've kind of paid more attention to. Is that correct? Yeah, I am so lucky to have grown up in the Pacific Northwest. I love Absolutely. the rain here. And I just want it to, it sounds so weird, but I would be so sad if one day it changed. 
if mm-hmm. one day the salmon stopped going in the Columbia River, which mm-hmm. may, which would affect other things. Uh, I just think uh, so many things are really endangered right now, not only mm-hmm. species, but they just really need our protection. Absolutely. And while it is nice when people can contribute millions of dollars to climate change, when they can donate, when politicians Mm -hmm. make stands and make sure that there's policies that are being changed or to protect different things, sometimes it feels like these are changes that can only be made at higher levels. But what I hear you saying is that I could do something every day in almost every aspect of my life that would make my lifestyle more sustainable and that would in turn benefit and in the longer run, cut down or hopefully start changing climate change? Mm-hmm. Uh, a big, like 75% of the climate change is coming from the higher ups, coming from these oil companies, coming from things like that, which we can't uh, really affect, um, especially as a 17 year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I can't quite vote yet. That's a big thing. If you can vote, vote. Vote. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there are little things that I could do in my own home to start making a difference. I could reuse towels and not wash them after every single shower. Mm -hmm. I can air dry. I can let my hair air dry rather than blow drying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Turn off lights when you're done in the room. Air dry clothing. I mean, that's. I've really taken to doing a lot of air drying of clothing and trying to only use my dryer for things like towels to make them fluffy. And that I see, you know, that has helped a lot. Um, Trying to walk when you can walk to the grocery store or walk to a friend's house or walk around. So you cut down on just how much you're driving. I know it seems so silly. Like nobody's going to like, there's not going to be like an environmental police knocking at your door. And he said, you didn't turn off the lights when you left. Um, but even turning off your lights when you're not using them, little things like that, walking when you have the chance, you're going to eventually save money on electricity Absolutely. and on gas. Be healthier, like keep that. those 10,000 steps in each day. Exactly. And I just think there are so many benefits from coming from trying to do your part in the environment and in sustainability that are so cool while just doing the easy thing may be more convenient. Mm -hmm. It might be more expensive as well. And I think that these are not, you know, these might be small changes, but nothing that you mentioned today sounds like a hard sacrifice for me. These seem like very easy, small changes that I can make that will really add up. Yeah. Um, Not buying new clothes every school year. Uh, because new clothes can be a lot of money if, or if I need a new pair of jeans. Clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Well, gosh, Ellie, I really appreciate you sharing. This is definitely a new subject for us for All for One. And I just really appreciate you sharing all your knowledge and insight about this. Thank you. I I'm, was really excited. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And guys, tune in next week for another senior talking about something that they are passionate about. Have a great evening. Thanks, Ellie. Bye-bye. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to our podcast. And in the words of the Musketeers, all for one and one for all.